Monday's child doesn't have a face. Tuesday's child gives bees a place. Wednesday's child keeps to her side. Thursday's child might be a hide. Friday's child keeps snakes in a hat. Saturday's child turns into a cat. And the child born on the Sabbath day can persuade your mind with something they say. On this episode of Moving Panels, we discuss Season 1 of Wednesday. Welcome to Moving Panels, the podcast where we discuss movies and TV shows based on, inspired by, and adapted from the world of comic books. I'm your host, Laramie Wells, and joining me today in the co-host chair, returning for, I believe this is your second time, right? It is my second time, yes, sir. Yes, your second time. Please welcome Chad Shepard. How are you, Chad? I'm doing fantastic. How are you doing, Laramie? I am good. So uh, we talked about what we wanted to do, and we both uh, agreed, hey, let's do Wednesday. It's still pretty new. I mean, it's only a couple months old, and uh, there's probably... A lot of people out there who have no idea that the Adams family is a, I mean, it's not a comic right. book, but they were a cartoon. They were in the New Yorker. Uh, Charles Adams drew these one panel uh, comics for the New Yorker way back in the day. And that's what became the Adams family. Yeah, I did not, I did not realize it was in the New Yorker. I didn't, I knew it was a drawing. I did not know it was a comic or a comic strip or whatever, however you want to call it. I guess it wasn't a strip. Yeah. Because strip means multi-panel. Yeah, yeah like it wasn't a comic strip. It was. It was kind of like it's kind of like, uh, uh, I guess, like Far Side or Family Circus yeah, would probably be. Yeah, more recent uh, versions of kind of what he did, where it was just a single panel. Right. But uh, did you know that they were not called the Adams Family? Yeah, I, I I read about that. They didn't like have a name for like a very long time. Yes. In fact, many of the characters didn't. We'll, we'll get into the, probably a little bit of that with Wednesday herself. But right. yeah, it wasn't until the television show that the characters as a collective family were called the Adams family. And it was because of their creator, Charles Adams. Right. Well, let's get into the show. The show uh, was released on Netflix November 23rd, 2022, which was a Wednesday. <laughs> Very sneaky. I see how what they did there. Yeah, but let me ask you this: Why wouldn't they have released it a month earlier, like right around Halloween? I don't know. That is a good question. Probably be- seem more fitting because Tim Burton is just so eccentric that he didn't want to go. Probably go for that, that on, obvious on the nose. Yeah, on the obvious yeah. uh, for Halloween. It's kind of like with a. Uh, even though I know, I know he didn't. He's just the producer of it. But it's kind of like uh, the Nightmare Before Christmas. Whether is it a Halloween movie? Is it a Christmas movie? Right. Which one is it? Well, then again, you're in November. Thanksgiving. There were pilgrims in this. That is true. Show. Yeah, so, the pilgrim connection. Yeah, the pilgrim connection, which I did love for the the movie connection that it had. Oh yeah. Um, the second the second movie. Now, right? Yeah, from the second movie. Mm-hmm. Were you familiar? I was as soon as the names the names Miles Millar and Alfred Go- Goad or Gao. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. I apologize to him. Uh, <laughs> did you see their names pop up in the credits? And were you familiar with those two names? No, I was not. So I am because they're the same guys who created Smallville. Oh, okay. So the same the guys who were behind this kind of prequel esque. I don't know what this is really supposed to be, or, or this new mythology, new new creation of Wednesday and the Adams Family. Same guys behind Smallville. Yeah, I, and, I was actually in 
please don't hate me, but I was kind of late to the Smallville party. I just started watching it last year. Smallville. Wow, really? Yeah. yeah. My my wife's my wife's well, it was before Dragon Con. There were uh, Tom Welling came to Dragon Con this past mm-hmm. year. Yeah. So Ooh. I started watching uh, at least season one. Yeah. So you so you you've gotten through the the monster of the week, the freak of the week, as they called it. Yes. Okay. Well, I might so, have to get you on for uh for uh, an episode or two of Smallville. See what your your thoughts are with seeing it in today's age versus seeing it in the <laughs> early two thousands. <laughs> Uh, the music is definitely uh, a a moment in time. Yeah, like uh, I I actually had a uh, a CD of um, music from Smallville. Wow! And yeah, all right, but we're not here to talk about Smallville. No. Let's talk about Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's go ahead and just I'm just going to run through a list of characters because there's a lot of kind of important characters in the show. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to run through a list and then we'll hit a few to talk about. So of course we got Wednesday Adams played by uh, Jenny Ortega, who is just on fire right now in Hollywood. Oh yeah. Uh, then, then you got Tyler Kaplan played by Hunter Doohan. Xavier Thorpe is played by Percy Hines White. Uh, Enid Sinclair played by Emma Myers. Bianca Barclay playing uh, played by Joy Sunday. Ajax per- Petropolis. <laughs> yeah, there's a name. That's a tongue twister. Play- <laughs> played by Georgie Farmer. Marilyn Thornhill, played by the, I- I'm going to say original Wednesday, even though she's not. Uh, Christina Ricci. <laughs> then you have Principal Larissa Weems, played by the very tall Gwendolyn Christie. <laughs> Dr. Valerie Kenbot. Played by Ricky Lindholm. Very uh, surprising kind of seeing her in not a very comedic role. All right. Uh, Then we've got Sheriff Donovan Gaplin, played by Jamie McShane. Eugene Ottinger, played by Musa Mostafa. And then you got your Adams family, uh, who made appearances, but I still want to mention them. Morticia Adams, played by Catherine Zeta-Jones. Gomez Adams, played by Louise Guzman. Love Louise Guzman. Oh, yeah. Pugsley, played by Isaac Ordonez. I apologize for mispronouncing that if I did. Lurch, played by George Bercia. And the one-episode one appearance of Uncle Fester, played by Fred Armisen. All right, so I'm going to go ahead and ask this question before we deep, uh, dive into any of these characters. So, Chad, of all of these characters, who do you want to see again? Because we already know there's a season two. So who do you want to see again, other than Wednesday, of course? And who do you wish would get ripped apart by a hide? Uh, of course, I would like to see uh, Uncle Fester played by the amazing Fred Armisen. I think he was... Yeah. He's, he's funny and everything, and it was he was very good. Uh, very different from the Christopher Lloyd from the 1991 and 93 movies. but uh, So that's true, but I think he was calling back to the television show. Yes. Because the kind of the high pitch, yeah. whiny, almost sounding voice, that's uh, that, that's very reminiscent of the, the show from the 60s. Right. But I, I did enjoy his, I, joy, I enjoyed uh, him playing Uncle Fester. <clears throat> I would have liked to have seen... I would like to have seen a scene with him and uh, Louis Guzman as uh, yeah and Gomez. Yeah, that would have been good. Uh, I've that, w- that would have been good. I saw video. I saw videos of them uh, together 
like doing, I guess, press junkets and stuff. And I'm like, mm-hmm. and they're sitting together and I'm like, oh, I would have loved to have seen a scene with them. So fingers crossed next season we'll, we'll get that. Though, yeah. though it's, it's going to be about Wednesday, of course. But hope, yeah, yeah, but, but yeah, but you got you got to appease the the you appease the Adams fans by having just the little teases. I mean, I think there was, I liked that Gomez and Morticia's story was connected to what was happening with Wednesday, right? And it wasn't it wasn't overbearing. The story was still centered on Wednesday. Everything was still about Wednesday, but. There was just that little little tie-in, which uh, I think worked to make them a part of the the story. All right, so who do you want to be uh, for their body parts to be in jars? Uh, uh, <laughs> wow! Uh, at first, I was gonna say her roommate. Her name. Just, oh wow! Or just Enid. 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 But as the it progressed, I started to like her, so yeah. I, I I would not put her on that list. Uh, I didn't like. Is it Tyler? There was the, it was the the two guys who the, the yeah old, who could, were just about interchangeable. Like right. yeah, I, I'll I'll agree with you no matter if it's Tyler or Xavier. Right. Like I will agree. Uh, I didn't like either one of those characters. The the one the painted that's that's Xavier, isn't it? The one who painted um, and was was not yes. And spoiler alert was not the monster. Yes, that was Xavier. Okay, yeah, I didn't like him. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I guess we probably should have said if you haven't watched Wednesday yet, we're spoiling the crap out of this. Yes, indeed. so so be aware of that. Um, yeah, no, Xavier Xavier's character was annoying. Tyler's character was annoying. I didn't like either one of the guys. Um, you know the I guess quote unquote love interests that they both um, were interested in Wednesday. Yeah. And, and I get, um, I get, yeah. I get why they had both is just to me, they had both to try to see if they could keep you on your toes, which one is, you know, which one's a monster, yeah. which one's supposed to like, once you pick the wrong one, we'll see, yeah. you know, but, but honestly, once you, if you've watched <laughs> enough stuff, like when they start laying it on so thick, <laughs> That Xavier's the monster. You just have to be sitting there going, "Okay, then he's clearly not the monster." Right. Which then, once they do that, you kind of it kind of turns into an episode of Scooby Doo. Of well, there's only <laughs> one other person it could be. Yeah, that's exactly that's exactly Scooby Doo yeah. is. <laughs> and you know they the Adams family, of course. I'm sure you. I don't know if you will talk about it, but I guess we can right this second. Um, they famously, when Scooby Doo did the Scooby Doo movies, all the different crossover, the yeah. crossover, which is my favorite of the Scooby Doo. Anyway, the Adams Family was one of my favorites, and of course, they got their own Hanna Barbera show because of that, mm-hmm. which led to a comic book. I did find that in my, I did read the research. They did have a comic book based on their spinoff Hanna Barbera show. Yep. Yeah, there are. Uh, yeah, there are after the fact comic books. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, there's even some that kind of uh, use the the same look that the CGI movie from a couple of years ago mm. uses. Um, I read one of those pretty recently. Well, let, let's talk about the look. Okay. So, what were your thoughts? Because this was kind of a big deal for a lot of people. And again, a lot of people didn't know the origins of the family, the Adams family. Uh, but what were your thoughts with Louise Guzman getting cast when you had already had uh, 
my mind just went blank. Uh, uh, I know. Raul Julia. I know John Aston, but yeah, Raul Julia, Raul Julia. That's the name I was right. I was going blank on. Yeah. So you had John Aston and Raul Julia who played these, you know, kind of more uh, ritzy, you know, debonair, suave mm-hmm. characters. Not that not that Louise Guzman didn't have that attitude. But he didn't have the same look as the both of them. Right. He wasn't pretty, I guess. Yeah. And again, nothing against Louise Goodman. I absolutely, no. <laughs> absolutely love him as an actor. Oh, yeah. Um, but what were, what were your thoughts of his casting? I was, at first was, was suspicious. And then then they, they kept showing the, the actual cartoon, uh, the actual com- yeah. comic from The New Yorker. And, you know, a lot of, a lot of the animation was based on that, too. And I was like, okay, well, I see that. And then he had the the hair that mm-hmm. he's trying to do. He's trying to have the weird hair, but not have it weird, but it was still weird kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. I know that's that's a lot, but I knew he, I knew he would do well because, again, as as you are, I'm I'm a big fan of his. Yeah. So people who who don't realize that Gomez in the in the cartoon, uh, and when I say cartoon, I'm referring to the the New Yorker thing. I, mm-hmm. I usually call the one page little thing cartoons. Right. Um, that when in the cartoon, Gomez is kind of, he's shorter than Morticia. Right. He's got a little bit of weight to him. He's not the most attractive man. Uh, Which all those so. things I appreciate actually. So <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe, maybe I like him better because it hit so close to home. Well, minus the hair, but but other than that, yeah. Well, let's hit the other ones. What were your thoughts of Kate, uh, Catherine Zeta-Jones as Morticia? Oh, I thought she did great. I, uh, I actually thought she was, and this might be blasphemy to the, ori- the uh, original movie, I thought she was better than Angelica Houston. I, You know what? I'm not going to fault you for that. I have never, and again, I love Angelica Houston. Right. I have never been a huge fan of her portrayal of Morticia. I'm not saying it's bad. I just haven't been a huge fan of it. I love Carolyn Jones oh, from yes. the television show. Yes. Love Carolyn Jones. Um, and so it was just a, and I mean, I love John Aston too, but Raul Julia right. did a great job. Yeah. And I, yeah, I'll agree with you. I'll put Catherine Zeta Jones performance over Angelica Houston's mm. uh, when it comes to Morticia. Um, we didn't see much of him, but what'd you think of uh, Pugsley? He was good. Yeah, uh, I like this. I like the one day they kind of had together where you really got to see uh, him and Wednesday's relationship, and you know, with him throwing the grenades, going fishing, yeah. into the lake. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was that was good. I like that. I, he he had more heart than previous. Well, obviously in the, the the TV show and the movies, his his heart was he'll let his sister do whatever she wants to him, like torture yeah. and whatever but this i thought the kid had heart when you know he they were saying goodbye to him in the first episode and you know and of course this the fishing scene they were just referring to so i thought he did a good job yeah and i mean there there's always been kind of an undertone in in the cartoons of that even though and I think I have this in my notes somewhere where I was putting you know even though there's the macabre and the you know, the spooky and kooky nature of the Adams family. Right. There is, there is this, you know, really heartfelt love between 
every member of that family. Like, you know, they truly do love each other. Oh, yeah. And, and so I like that in the short, even with the short appearance of Pugsley that we had, we kind of got to see that. All right. And then we've already talked about Uncle Fester. So what about uh, Lurch? We I, very, very, didn't really see an awful lot yeah, of him. I was going to say, I could have used more. I could have used... Yeah. Like, I know he's kind of background-ish, but the original, you know, the original TV show, you know, was it, uh, Ted Cassidy? Yes, Ted Cassidy. Ted Cassidy was so, so good at, at that part. Mm-hmm. And just his low, that low, that low, oh, I can't even do it right yeah. now, but... yeah. You rang. You rang. Yeah. I was about to say you, you've more got the voice for that. Well, did you know? Now, you I'd look, again, I'm a huge Adams Family fan. Did you know yeah. that Ted Cassidy was also Thing on the television show? I did see that. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He, he's a giant man. He had a big hand. So. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it was pretty much unless Thing had to be in the scene with Lurch, Ted Cassidy was the hand that was Thing. Okay. Um. Uh, quick little trivia here. So George uh, Bercia, who played Lurch in this, he is six foot six, okay. which makes him the shortest actor to ever play Lurch. <laughs> wow. Okay. How about that? And I, I've had this discussion. Did his eyes change color from when they, the first episode when they dropped her off to when... Oh, I don't know. I didn't look at it that much. I'd I'd have to like, I'd have to go back and just look. Because I read on the internet, some people said, "Well, that may be the uh, the principal Weems shapeshifting oh, yeah. into that Lurch, yeah. maybe." That could have been interesting. I'll say, "Well, she's tall enough." <laughs> yeah, yeah, because she's six foot three. Yeah. Um. So yeah, not not too much different. Uh. But before we yeah. get into those, we got one more. Okay. What'd you what'd you feel about there not being a a grandmama? Yeah, I that was that was that was very strange. Yeah, I guess they just they just I guess they just didn't need the character because they weren't at home. You know, if maybe if they were at home, we would have seen more of her. Yeah, I don't know. I just would have felt like she would have traveled with them when they came to visit or something. So right. But hey, that could be exciting. We could get Grandmama in season two, and we get surprised by whoever's playing her. Maybe another big name actor playing right. uh, playing Grandmama. All right, so uh, let's get into some of the the other characters. I did want to point out uh, just real quick, unless you want to have more to say. Uh, but Emma Myers, who played Enid, uh, found out she actually auditioned for the role of Wednesday. Can you picture oh, wow. that. <laughs> Like, wow, I don't no. Yeah. I mean, she, she does the role of Enid so well. Yeah. I don't know if I can picture her being the complete opposite uh, in order to play Wednesday. Uh, but I did want to talk about uh, Principal Weems, uh, played by Gwendolyn Christie. Again, six foot three, so she looks like a giant compared to all these uh, all these children. Although, honestly, mm-hmm. when she was even like standing with the mayor... Uh, yeah. <laughs> she, she's just a tall lady. Oh, it, about the statue? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I did want to point out that this is one, other than the Adams themselves, Principal Weems may actually be inspired from the comic, uh, from the cartoon. So okay. I found out and I showed, uh, Chad the, mm-hmm. the, uh, the cartoon before we started. But 
from the New Yorker from January 28th, 1956. There is a cartoon of Gomez and Morticia leaving, and there is a uh, babysitter with Pugsley and Wednesday, and they <laughs> they tell the babysitter to make sure she keeps her uh, back to the wall at all time. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the one little line. But they call her Mrs. Weems. Oh. And I don't know if that was a pure coincidence or if someone did a deep dive and pulled this name from the cartoon to name Principal Weems. I would love to think that they are that meticulous. That they, or maybe this coincidence. I don't. Uh, they they've had. Well, I don't know if they would have read every single comic. Yeah, it's it's maybe a they, lot out there. Maybe they did because what is it uh, from? 39 to mid-60s? Like, um, or, or, or late late 50s? I, th- uh, I think I they went a little longer than that. I did right um, now. I mean, he died in 88. So uh, so he didn't even get to see those other... The, see the movies. No, he didn't get to see the movies. Wow. Um, but, yeah, I don't have that. But uh, any of the other characters... You wanted to talk about any of your thoughts? I mean, they were okay. I think they did a, I think they did a, a good job with a couple of them, kind of fleshing them out as the show went along. But I really started to feel like there were just too many characters. Yeah. I mean, I, I got, agree. I got Bianca, you know, and but then they have the thing with her mom, and her mom's a part of a cult, and then that didn't go anywhere. Yeah, that was that was strange. Yeah, and then the like same thing whole... with same thing with the mayor's son, and then her getting in t- into kind of like a relationship, and then he's a member of the cult for all of like a day. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Maybe the cult will be a bigger plot point next season. Yeah. Question mark. Maybe laying some groundwork. Yeah. Uh, then if, maybe. Yeah. Then of course there's Ajax and you know him and Enid's relationship and him being <laughs> Gorgon. I was gonna say Ajax was the one who froze himself when he yeah. was taking a shower. He he got as he got out of the shower he saw himself in the mirror and I like though that apparently it's temporary. Like yeah, it, the he can he can turn you into stone, but it only lasts for so long. That's the other thing. Like how do all of these powers work? Because they seem to be very inconsistent, and they seem to, it's it's almost like, yeah. well, we'll use what we have to when we need to. Yeah, uh, Uncle Fester having uh, life giving, or you know the the power of the electricity. Yeah, him actually being able to like shoot electricity out of his fingers. Yeah, and I, I guess that kind of you know the TV show and stuff. Uncle Fester put a light bulb in his mouth. The light bulb would come on. Maybe that's the same power. I don't. I don't know. But yeah, I think they're they're they imply that Uncle Fester has had so much like shock treatment that there's just uh, electricity running through him. Um. I, I, but yeah, this one it was to kind of give him powers. It was it was a little strange. <sighs> what seems to be the problem, pal? There's just so much pain in the world, so many issues, I don't think I can bear it. Well, friendo, it sounds like you could use a dose of pop culture roulette. 
Pop Culture Roulette? What's that? Some sort of pop culture-themed podcast or something? That's right, sonny boy. When hope seems far, dive into some PCR! But I already get my entertainment news from Variety. Huh, that's pretty good. If you're a chucklehead, PCR gives you news you need, condensed, unfiltered, and raw, from three nerds who know a little something about something. Wow, okay, sign me up. That's the spirit. Pop Culture Roulette. New episodes every Monday, available on all major podcast directories. Uh, so let's get into what will technically be the moving panels. Uh, even though there's not panels, it's just a panel per <laughs> per story here. Okay, yeah. Uh, but I wanted, I felt like, you know what, this is about Wednesday, so let me give a brief history of the character of Wednesday from the uh the comics, the cartoons, whatever you will. When they decided to create the television show in 1963, Charles Adams himself actually wrote down descriptions of all of the characters. Mm. And when he wrote down the description for the young girl of the family, because she did not have a name, as we talked about earlier, many of them did not have names to start off with. Uh, this is how he described her. A child of woe is wan and delicate with her mother's dark black hair and white complexion. Sensitive and on the quiet side, she loves the picnics and outings to the underground caverns often planned by Morticia and Gomez. She is a solemn child, prim in dress, and on the whole, pretty lost. Gomez is wild about her. Secretive and imaginative, poetic, Seems underprivileged and given to occasional tantrums. Has six toes on one foot. Oh. That did not play into the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're sitting there. You're sitting, you hear a little bit of that and you go, okay. And then you hear another part and you go, eh, no. <laughs> that, no. And well, the, the Gomez, you know you know, being fond of his daughter that Louis Guzman played that very well with the, you know, having a little nicknames for her all the time. Mm. My wilting, my little wilting flower. I don't know if he said that, but that's, that's just when I came up on. <laughs> yeah. My head. So, yeah. Um, so yeah. I mean, what do you think of that? That description, that's how Charles Adams viewed the character. So what do you think about her? her, I guess you would call it her evolution or to quote the Adams family book that I read for a lot of my research, the evolution of, <laughs> of this character who would become named Wednesday. I mean, from the television show to Christina Ricci's portrayal to now, uh, Jenny Ortega. I, I think it changed. I think, uh, she became very, uh, Jenna portrayed her more strong-willed, and then well, so did Christina. You know, mm-hmm. um, the the uh, what's what's her name? Lori, Lisa the, Loring, Lisa Lisa mm-hmm. uh, Loring. Yeah, she she was more of the timid. Yeah, she played Wednesday as an act, uh, really kind of just like an actual little girl. Like right. she didn't she didn't give her the stoic nature or uh, any. I mean, she was. She was, she would play with like, you know, a doll that didn't have a head. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, and she would be interested in torturing Pugsley, like we talked about earlier. But, but yeah, she played her just like a, a normal little girl. The the age 
changes from Wednesday and Pugsley too. Pugsley was supposed to be older originally. Yeah, and then, I don't think it was ever really clear in the at least in the cartoons, like which one was the older one. Right. But but no, I do agree. I mean, they're like the um, they're like the Griswold kids. They just <laughs> they change yeah. as to who's older Very. and how far apart they are in age. And <laughs> so Johnny Galecki and and Julia Lewis. Yeah. And then Anthony Michael Hall was older than the other. Yeah. Okay. No, I, <laughs> I get that. That's that's pretty that's spot on. Uh. So. Uh, it was actually a friend of Charles Adams who suggested the name Wednesday. It does come from the traditional nursery rhyme, the one that I did my own version of at the beginning with the, you know, Wednesday's child is full of woe. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the one that Morticia even quotes, I think, in the first episode. Uh, right. So that is where she gets her name. Uh, she first appeared uh, in The New Yorker on June 29th, 1940, in that one panel comic. Uh, she is just a little girl jumping rope, but she is counting 23,001, 23,002, <laughs> 23,003. And she looks like she is just exhausted. Um, uh, so that that's is, how, that's how I jump rope too. <laughs> yeah. One million. Oh, I'm doing so well. Yeah. Look at that. Yeah. It's like, Chad, you just started. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well. Again, she appeared as just this, again, little girl. There was no connection with uh, the family until uh, a few years later. She was attached to the family in August 26th of 1944. Mm. And it was in a comic with uh, Pugsley and Morticia. And they are on the like second floor of the house or an upper floor of the house. Morticia is almost about to go down the stairs. And you see Pugsley in the doorway of like a bedroom and he looks like he's possibly uh, about to get in trouble. And Wednesday is standing like she's telling Morticia something. And then the little caption at the bottom is Morticia saying, well, don't come whining to me. Go tell him you'll poison him right back. (laughs) Wow. And that was the first time that we got who would be known as Wednesday as the daughter of the, f- the family in 1944. Wow. Imagine that. That's uh, almost 80 years ago. 80 years. Two to 78 mm-hmm. from this 2023. Or no, it's next year. Next yeah, say, year. Yeah. It'd be next next year would be 80. 80. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. It's crazy. Again, we talked about earlier Charles Adams. Uh, there was some people believed he didn't like children, but if you actually look through his cartoons, you could tell he, he did. Uh, I think it was his wife. I think I read in the book, uh, his wife actually said that he adored children, uh, mainly their ingenuity and their fearlessness, which clearly comes across in Wednesday and Pugsley. You know, the fact that they're always trying different things. The fact that Pugsley, uh, Pugsley so much in the cartoon, you don't see a lot of it in the movies and all, but, um, you know, Pugsley liked to, <laughs> to blow things up to, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, dip, dip arrows into poison. Um, just, I guess to see what he was going to do with that. Uh, and, and I think we got a lot of that here too, because you've got, 
where Wednesday is writing a novel throughout the course of this uh, right. the series. Very, it, it was, I guess her her narration throughout it was from her book. I guess the way she was writing it and the mm-hmm. narrations, and it's very Nancy Drew like, especially. Oh the, yeah, you know, it's a good, good kind of connection there. Especially it being you know trying to solve the crime or trying to solve the the Scooby Doo mystery. Who's the real the real villain? Yeah. The real Lori 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 Gaines or Gates? Uh oh yeah I forgot the, the yeah but that ended up that was another thing that just ended up being a like a a red herring like it wasn't really it didn't turn out to be anything more than a, again a red herring like yeah. the whole thing about who was the the long lost sister of this guy mm-hmm. i don't was it the the doctor like i don't know if that was ever actually clear no it was spoiler alert it was christina ricci no, Christine. Oh, I'm so confused now. No, I thought Christina Ricci was just was. Oh, I'm so confused. <laughs> because she Christina Ricci. Go ahead. That's why she. That's why she she uh, made the uh, the hide attack everybody because she was seeking revenge because she was the the daughter. But I thought who, who, that she was. She was just an ancestor. Of the, what's his name? J- Jacob something. <laughs> but I thought she was an ancestor. I'm talking about the guy who, the I'm talking about who was the sister of the guy that Gomez murdered. Because I think it was supposed to be revealed that Dr. Kenbot was supposed to be his sister. And that's why, that's why Wednesday thought she was the one. Who was yeah, controlling could, the hide? Yeah, because she confronted her in that big scene, I think it's episode seven. And then as soon as Wednesday left, she was killed by the hide. Yeah. I know that that was my my one thing. So and and by the way, yeah. I'm looking at it as we're talking. That's why I'm kind of stumbling on board. You're right. Yeah. You're you're right. Christina Ricci is the the sister of Garrett Gates, the teenager who Gomez uh is suspected to have murdered. We're not right. going to reveal that. Uh, let, let's okay. try to keep that one. Okay. Well, uh, for, for people who haven't seen it. Um, <laughs> yeah, you're right. So now I'm, I'm completely confused, <laughs> but this one, I will say though, this one, I think a rewatch would actually be pretty interesting. Once you know right. everything, like going back and watching it again, like for instance, I picked up on, I think I picked up on it, as soon as it happened, but uh, the fact that Christina Ricci, uh, Miss Thornhill, whatever you want to call her, gives uh, Wednesday a copy of Frankenstein when, you know, that was, it went, there she is collecting body parts of other people in order to, in order to raise uh, Crackstone. That was his name. Crackstone. In order to raise Crackstone. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I hate that the more we're talking about, it, the more I'm going. This storyline was very confusing. <laughs> well, so it kind of, kind of brings me down a little bit. Uh, but oh, uh, but let's get let's talk about thing. 
So Thing is a is a pretty Thing. big character in this, which I, I like. Yes. And so Thing in this, Thing is played by, and I'm going to butcher this last name. I'm going to go ahead and say it right now. His He was played by Victor Dorabantu. Uh, mm. And Victor Dorabantu was a stage, or not was, he is, is a stage magi- magician, which makes right. sense because stage magicians should be really good at how they can, uh, you know, contort their hands. And mm-hmm. so uh, he was very good at that. I, I do believe the one who also played Thing in the movies was also a magician. Yeah. So now, do you know anything about Thing from the cartoon? Yes. That Thing was originally not a hand. Yes, he was a, a full person. Yeah, who was down in a cellar and you never saw him. Right? Well, it, so he was in various places. So sometimes he would be up like looking down at them. Okay. Or there's one, one where they're in a gazebo and it's snow. And you, if you look closely, he's like peeking out of the snow. Um, but, and you only ever saw, I say he's a full person. You never saw him from head to toe. You typically only saw like a face, shoulders, arms, maybe, um, you know, you got a little bit, you got upper torso, but you didn't really get any more than that. But yeah, he was he was originally just a, a person, so that's a drastic change uh, between the comic and the show. And it was it was it was the thing, yes, apparently. And he was, from what I, what I read, he was he was hideous. That's why you barely saw, you only saw the glimpses. You didn't see full on what he looked like because he's supposed to be hideous or something. Yeah, I don't know what the intention was. Um, because again, that was all you were. I think he appeared in. I think I read thirty different uh, cartoons, um, mm-hmm. but but he had that they never addressed him. He never had a line. Uh, it was it was almost just like a little Easter egg. You would almost say inside of each of the comics of where's <laughs> the thing, right? Um, now he of course becomes a hand for the television show, right? And. What many believe is that the idea of making him a hand actually comes from one of uh, Adam's cartoons that was published in March 20th, 1954, uh, in that New Yorker, where the family is sitting in a den listening to a record player. And if you look over at the record player, the record is being changed by two hands that are coming out of the top of the record player, you know, one's like moving the needle while the other one's reaching for another record. Okay. And th- that is credited as being the thing. Apparently the thing is inside of the, the record player, but you do see the two hands coming out. And a lot of people think that's where the idea of him being a hand uh, comes from, which okay. kind of makes sense to the television show because he would like come out of a box, you know, or he'd come out of some other location Right. Uh, to, to do whatever he needed to do. And then the name uh, possibly came from a cartoon from November 10th of 1945, where you see the family, uh, you see the, the house, the famous Adams house, and there's a sign on the front gate that says, beware of the thing. Okay. And so that is where he got his name, that he is the thing. So, uh, but I talked yeah. about Charles Adams describing uh, them for the the television show, so we saw how how different his description of Wednesday was. Let's see what his uh, description of the thing is. 
Okay. So this is what Charles Adams said about his creation of the thing. The thing is often observed watching the family through the balustrades of the balcony over the living room. We don't know quite who or what he is, but whatever, he's the soul of good nature. At least he grins perpetually and may occasionally whimper. Hmm. That sounds terrifying, if you ask me. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> sounds absolutely ter- But I love how there is so much personality to just a hand. Oh, yeah. I mean, what do you think of, of the portrayal of Thing in, in this series? I liked it. I liked uh, I liked uh, when, he was, when he was mad, he just flicked everybody off. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> I liked his but, little, uh, like his little, uh, I guess you'd say curtsy that he would do too to kind of say you're welcome. Oh you know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did like that too. Um, he wrote he wrote the note. He was very very mischievous. He wrote the note to get uh, Wednesday to to see that guy. Mm-hmm. So you see him on the typewriter with his <laughs> yeah hand. I gotta so. tell you though, I, it's it's impressive how quickly Enid learned how to speak thing. Yeah, because because when when uh, things trying to tell her about Wednesday, and he's just doing his little hand gestures as fast as possible, and she knows exactly what you know. It's like the it's like the old lassie. It's like what is it, boy? What? You know, Timmy's stuck in the whale. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so. That's that's kind of exactly what it was. It yeah. Was like. Like how? Wait, they haven't been at school a year, and Enid already knows how to speak thing. So I, mean, I don't know. And if he wasn't—he just... wasn't doing sign language, right? No, it's it's a weird because he only has one hand, so he can't do full uh, oh, yeah. ASL because right. ASL requires two hands for a lot, and he's not spelling yeah. it out with the one hand. You know, that he would was take doing ever. Yeah, he was just doing little little movements of his, his like finger and thumb and yeah. Yeah. But I, I, I like this thing. I didn't understand the stitches, uh, or, or because they really just look like tattoos on his hand. They didn't look like he was a, he was a hand composed of other hands. It really looked like he was just a hand that was tattooed to make it look like stitches were on him. Yeah. So I didn't quite understand that. So it was supposed to be multi- his hands supposed to be multiple hands. Is it that never that- has been. I mean, in the yeah. the television show in the movies, he was just a hand. Like there was no. But in this one, you know, you saw all this the what looked like stitches. You know, he kind of looked right. like a Frankenstein looking hand. Yeah. So I don't know what the the point of that was. And like I said, it did, if it would have been different if maybe there was some there was slight like discoloration between the different pieces to indicate that it was different hands put together. So I didn't quite understand that as well, but I, but I still, I love this thing. I, I want to see more of, of thing. And so hopefully we, we will get more of thing in the next season. And I was, I was very worried. It's very dramatic. You know, that yeah. one was, when he was stabbed. Oh. Yeah. It's like, are they going to kill thing in the series? Like, is, is oh, that going to be the big, you know, are they going to, they're going to pull off one of those. Hey, look, we're going to take 
we're updating this and we're going to take one of your favorite characters <laughs> and we're going to kill him off right very soon and early. You know, yeah. I was I was very afraid because I, I was like, I'm not going to put that past them. They'll probably do that. But Ooh, yeah, no, I wasn't going to put it past it either. <laughs> for for Tim Burton to say, hey, look, this is a new take on these characters and I'm going to prove that to you by killing off Thing. Right. So, yeah. And I, I do want to talk about Tim Burton for a, for a minute. Sure. Like, it's really about time he did this series. Yeah. Like, I, I did read that he was originally wanting to do the, the original movie. Yeah, he was asked to do the original movie, but he couldn't do it because of Batman Returns. Batman Returns, that's right. Mm-hmm. Which, okay, I'll give that to him. That's that's a better Batman movie, but that's for another... Uh, well, you've, I think you've already done that one. but um, <laughs> uh, And then I, like, I, I totally forgot it was Barry Sonnenfeld for, for a minute. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, okay... But this, you know, like these characters and the, the, the gothiness and, and I mean, even, even um, Ingrid in her colorfulness was still kind of Tim, yeah. Tim was, Burton yeah. colorful. Yeah, because <laughs> it, it was like, it was like um, Edward Scissorhands. It was like all the, yes. the townspeople of Edward Scissorhands. They were bright and colorful, but it was disturbing at the same right. time. Yeah, it was, exactly. there was still an uneasiness about it. No, I, I agree. I, yeah, yeah, Tim Burton's great was is great for this, and I'm also very surprised that Helena Bonham, Bonham Carter was not in this show. <laughs> yeah, just just yeah. saying, but yeah. or Johnny Depp or Johnny Depp, but I think Johnny <laughs> Depp was busy. I think with a trial probably while they were were filming this. Probably uh, <laughs> so. Pr- prediction. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Johnny Depp will be cousin it. <laughs> you think so? Mic drop. N- no, probably not. But <laughs> how awesome would that be? If yeah. yeah. Well, it, it's not actually Johnny Depp, but it Johnny Depp just like does the little recording of him going. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, it's Johnny Depp's voice. I mean, why, <laughs> yeah. I mean, why not? Vin Diesel is paid millions of dollars for just saying "I am Groot" I'm a whole Groot. bunch of different yeah. ways. So why not? True. Uh, so let's go ahead and talk about this as we're getting ready to wrap this up. Okay. So you know that they have announced there's a season two. Oh, I did not know that. Yes. They have announced that that they are going to do a season two. They, there is already, uh, I don't know if it's official, but they are already saying that Angelica Houston has been cast as the new principal of Nevermore. Oh, I was going to say grandmama (laughs) or granny. Frick or whatever. Yeah, whatever. Frump. Yeah, Granny Frump. 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 Yeah, whatever her name. Although changed, although she can't uh, be called Granny Frump anymore because they changed that to where now she's uh she's Gomez's mother, and Frump is Morticia's maiden name. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, but she was well, Granny. She was Granny Frump in the cartoon. Well, originally Uncle Fester was Morticia's uncle. Yeah. Yeah, that got he, changed too. Yeah, before it became Gomez's brother. So yeah, in fact, there's some of the the comics where it's implied that uh, that Fester is closer, more closely related to Grandmama than he is to Gomez or Matisha, because he was always right. with Grandmama. So okay. I don't know, but uh, 
Yeah, but there's there's talk that Angelic Houston has been cast that she would her character will be the new principal of Nevermore. Okay. And then there's also a rumor I heard that uh Joan Cusack has been cast in an undisclosed role for season two. Okay. I, so, I'm not mad about that. I, I love Joan Cusack. Yeah, so a couple more from the Adams Family movies that are Yeah. Here's what I don't want to see happen though. So, and again, spoiler warning for anybody who hasn't seen this yet. So Christina Ricci uh, is in this, which everybody was excited about because you've got, you know, the the Wednesday Adams that most people of today would remember from their childhood. And then she ends up being the villain. Right. I don't want to see Angelica Houston come in as the principal. And then be the villain. And then she ends up being the villain. Agree. I agree yeah. with that. Yeah, I, I, I don't want to see that. Although I've heard Christina Ricci is returning as well. Which is, is strange. Did you hear that it was not originally Christina Ricci in that it was part? Thor, it was Thor Birch. Thor Birch, yeah. Yeah. Like, and and it was a completely all... different... Yeah, it was complete, they completely changed the story once Christina Ricci came in. Right. Like, they're... Definitely scenes like there was a scene when Christina first came into the their room, and the two two girl Enid and Wednesday are looking at Christina with their back to the camera. Mm. Those two girls who are looking yeah. at Christina Ricci were not were not Jenna yeah. were not Jenna Ortega and, and the other other young lady yeah. were, were not them. <laughs> no, there and are like, some of the early ones where you can tell like Christina Ricci's like standing in front of a green screen. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I, I don't know why Thora Birch. I mean, it made it made more sense to cast Christina Ricci with her connection and all that. I don't know why Thora Birch. I didn't read. I didn't read that part. So yeah, I didn't read a, a lot of detail about it. I think it had to do with some sort of scheduling issue, um, and she just couldn't right. couldn't commit as as she thought. And it may have been that they couldn't get Christina Ricci originally, and then right. she she was she got freed up and showed up. Um, but let's get into the show a little bit. So, okay, uh, what was what were some of your favorite parts of the show? Like, what, what were some key scenes or moments of the show that you really liked? And it's only um, eight episodes. I want to make that. It's only eight episodes. I uh, I like the dance, the oh, Raven yeah. dance, the dan- which Jenny uh, Ortega. Uh, came up with herself. Yeah. Uh, and there's uh, apparently she also was sick uh, while she was yeah. doing the dance. Oh, wow. I thought she, I thought she did. She did an excellent job. Like, of course, we talked about Uncle Fester reviving thing with his finger electric. Mm-hmm. And very, like, she was very, she played it so well. Like, that's why I, and I don't know if you feel the same way. That's why I thought, oh my gosh, they're gonna kill Thing. Yeah, like because she was so emotionally involved yeah. in that. I mean, she yeah. Wednesday cries. Yeah, yeah. Wednesday cries. That's true. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, that was which. Whew, I gotta tell you, Jenny Ortega deserves the Golden Globe nomination that she got for this. Yes, I agree. I liked her relationship with Eugene, the bee, the bee kid. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, was, I want to ask you about Eugene real quick. Okay. Did you know he actually could control bees until the end? No. 
Neither did I. <laughs> no, I had no idea. I knew I, he had. I, knew. He, I knew he had hippies, <laughs> but it wasn't until yeah. at the end when when they go after Thornhill that you realize he actually controls the controls beast. That's his power. Okay. You know, I I think I missed that. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I didn't even realize. I was so focused on everything else. I didn't even realize, like. Like, I liked the relationship. Then when he got attacked, and she was very, you know, emotional about that, then I kind of checked out on him to focus on the other. Because, like you said before, there's so many other characters. So many characters, yeah. And, like, well, I got to focus on these other people. Like, sorry, kid, you're good. And yeah. You're doing a good job. But, so, yeah, I I didn't, I missed the whole controlling the B thing. <laughs> which, which makes sense. I mean, he's yeah. an outcast. You know, and he likes bees. And oh, uh, Uncle Fester trying to eat the bees. That was funny. Yeah, that's funny. Oh, I love a place that comes with snacks. Yeah. <laughs> Don't eat the bees, Uncle Fester. I liked Wednesday and, and things, you know, I enjoyed their little back and forth. Yeah, their little relationship. And, and then, like you were talking about Enid, you know, you know they became best friends. Well, Enid thought they were best friends. Yeah, they are. Like, it's just Wednesday. Well, when, when, and that you know again, Jenny Ortega is so good, um, right. but yeah, the 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 kind of character development that Wednesday goes through, but yet yeah. she still maintains, you know, who she is, um, but has exactly. those little hints of, of you know, the little hints of a smile that come out for for Jenny Ortega. Oh, did you notice right. she never blinks? I did. I, I, I the last this rewatch, I focused more. My wife watched a lot of the the videos on YouTube of yeah of the behind the scenes and stuff, and her talking about it. And yeah, I I noticed it this time. I'm like, she doesn't blink at all. She doesn't blink. She apparently wow. learned how to. She she held her blinking for when another character was talking because she knew the camera could be off her. Right. And so she, I guess, would excessively blink <laughs> when someone else was talking, and then she, you uh. Going back to, which, which if you were in the scene with her, you, that would be so distracting. Oh, I'm sure they got. <laughs> I'm sure it was act. something they all knew. Yeah, yeah, true. And again, we didn't talk about her a lot during the character stuff, but I also found out that uh, she learned. She, it was actually her playing the cello, like she learned how to play oh. cello. Okay. Uh, she also took lessons, so she she would be convincing doing the fencing, uh, the canoeing, oh. uh, the. Uh, she took boxing lessons. Of course, she learned how to speak German, um, which a uh, little Easter egg, I guess you would call it uh, for Eagle Eye viewers. Her uh, typewriter is actually set up for German, not American. Oh, I did not, I did not, did not notice that. Yeah. So That's it's cool. not a QWERTY keyboard. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what the, I think it's, I think it's close. I think it's like a QWERTY keyboard. Cause I think the Z is actually on the top row. The Z uh, with the, the two dots above it. So maybe I don't know. I don't I'm know. Sure yeah, then. but apparently the, the the her typewriter is actually um, a German typewriter set up for That's the German cool. German language. So I thought that was cool. And I, I even even before her interviews, like every interview that she she did after this, she talked about her Kubrick stare, and I was like, yeah, I saw I noticed that when you did it, <laughs> like. <laughs> 
he you look down, you look above your eyes, and you know mm-hmm. it's that Kubrick, the Kubrick stare. Like, yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure, sure she's a smart girl, but I'm sure somebody told her you'll you'll sound cool and get more people's attention <coughs> if you Excuse say me. Kubrick. If you say Kubrick, yeah, yeah. All right, well, let's get into it. Bag it, stack it, or trade it. Uh, how do we feel about we're doing the entire season here? It was, again, it was only eight okay. episodes, so we didn't want to break it down anymore. So eight episodes of season one of Wednesday on Netflix. What say you, Chad? Um, I'm going to say stack it. Okay. That's the good middle. <laughs> I meant... So what prevents almost, you from bagging it? I almost bag it. Because, well, I almost bag it because I'm a huge Christina Ricci fan. And the fact she is in this makes me feel better. Mm-hmm. But I would have liked, I like her performance in the original. Now, Jenna Ortega is fantastic. But I am a big Christina Ricci fan. So, so just the fact that Wednesday is not Christina Ricci is what prevents you from bagging it. Yes. Okay. But I I feel season two, if done correctly, will make me bag it. Yeah. So I guess I guess I will find out. Yeah, next I mean season. we Yeah, that's the thing about characters that have existed for this long and have had all these different portrayals. You know, we all have our you know, this yeah. is our Batman. You know, this is right. our Superman. Superman. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh so you know we've we've all got those, and you know I'll agree. Christina Ricci is my Wednesday, but mm. Jenny Ortega is so good. She and was good. She was I had I have already I give her all the props. I, it's a bag it for me. Okay. I mean I already already mentioned earlier how I'd love to watch it again now that I know the outcome, just to see for those little like subtle clues or right. whatever whatever else might be in there uh, for for us to revisit uh, again might clarify some of the confusion that the more I talk about the show, <laughs> the more I go, wait, then who was this and why was this person there? And, um, and all that. Cause again, yeah, we got, cause we got earlier into the, all the different stories and there was so much going on and that, yeah, there was a lot going on, but none of it bored me. Like right. I was never bored. I was interested in everything that was happening. Okay. And that's, that's definitely why I, I mean, come on, it's the same guys who made Smallville and yeah, look, Smallville lasted 10 years. Uh, I will be shocked if Wednesday can make it that long, especially on Netflix that tends to cancel things uh, after only a, a couple of seasons. <laughs> so yeah. we, we shall see. I, I hope so. I hope it, uh, like there's a lot they can go, go to now. It's got to focus. The show is going to. It's got to focus on her. Will they continue? Uh, you said they're they're bringing. They might be bringing in Alan Jell Houston for. And she, so she's still going to be at that school. Yeah. Are we going to be able to? Are we going to go home? Are we going to go to her house to see? You know, the legendary Adams family house, and you know, it's going to be interesting, especially considering how much the school already kind of looked like the Adams family house. It did, didn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so it's going to be interesting to see, yeah. uh, if they do decide to finally show us, uh, the Adams family house, um, as to whether or not 
you know, really what what is Tim Burton's um, mind when it comes to what does the Adams the iconic Adams Family House look like? Uh, but uh, yeah, I'm ex- I'm excited about a season two, um, and seeing where they decide to go further with his character. I agree, and and they have, they're in pretty good hands with with Tim Burton. I know he only directed four out of the eight yeah. uh, episodes, but he 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 led a a good precedent for the other four oh, episodes yeah, yeah. as well. So they they fit in very well and. As you said, he did Batman, Batman Returns. He did the original Batman '89. I'm I'm anxious to see what he's going to do with the sequel of the show. So yeah, a se- another season. <laughs> the, yeah, the season. Yeah, yeah. And, where else does he go with his character? Yeah, and I, I it's like I I trust him. Um, I don't know. I was going to say uh, the only thing that I haven't really cared for was. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Yeah. But uh, uh, other than that, he's 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 done. So I, I'm I'm excited to see what what season two has. I'm excited for it. Yeah. No. I, I, already, I, want, I, I already want to see it. Yeah, and I think that's exactly <laughs> so. uh, where we should end this. Is yeah, it's it's yeah. worth to see. If you haven't seen Wednesday, even though we spoiled some of it, it's still worth the watch. Um, oh yeah. Check it out. But we'll go ahead and wrap it up there. Uh, thank you, Chad, for joining me. Well, thank you for having me. And thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, rate and review the show. Uh, give love to all of the other shows that are part of the Movie Views uh, podcasting network. Um, but we're going to go ahead and wrap it up here for today. For Moving Panels, I'm Laramie Wells, and I'll see you on the other side of the page. You're good. It's going to record for more than a minute. Yes, it is. <laughs> it's, it's moving, so that's good. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop and listen to an 80s flick flashback podcast once in a while, you could miss it. Do you love movies of a certain age? Do you miss the days of VHS tapes, VCRs, and the video rental stores? Does the thought of another 80s movie being remade seem inconceivable? My name is Tim Williams. I'm the creator and host of the 80s Flick Flashback Podcast. On each episode, I'm joined by guest co-host to discuss one of the many movies released in the 1980s. We share our first-time watch memories, our favorite scenes, and even learn some behind-the-scenes stories about the cast and crew along the way. New episodes are released every other Friday on your favorite podcasting platform. So make like a tree, get out of here, and go listen to an excellent episode of the 80s Flick Flashback Podcast. The ad is over. Go home. Go.